The story of Lazarus is found only in the fourth gospel, although the other gospels do tell of people being raised from the dead, such as Jairus' daughter or the son of the widow of Nain. Today's story, very much longer than these others, is the seventh, the climax of the seven signs the Gospel of John presents to us. The signs are the wedding feast at Cana, the woman at the well, the royal official's son, the miracle of the loaves, walking on the water, the healing of the blind man, and the raising of Lazarus. The raising of Lazarus is ultimately a story of hope and I believe a call to live life to the full. It feels odd to have the Lazarus story already on the fifth Sunday of Lent, and especially while we are made so anxious by the COVID-19 emergency. No doubt, it has made us all more aware of our own mortality and the fragility of life. This Lazarus story is linked to the resurrection but we must still get through the rest of Lent and the passion of Good Friday before we arrive at celebrating the celebration and the triumph of life at Easter. Have the church's liturgical engineers given us the miracle of Lazarus too early? In reality, this text is more about death than resurrection. After all, Logically, after his resuscitation, Lazarus still had to face death a second time. The story appears to be more about our mortal condition here and now than about our hope of resurrection. We, we will have time enough to consider the Easter mystery when we get to Easter Sunday and the weeks following. In his spiritual exercises, Ignatius of Loyola suggests that for each gospel story, we should try to put ourselves in the place of each character in turn and imagine how we would feel in those circumstances. This can be a very challenging exercise. Can I try to put myself in Lazarus's place? Lying cold in the tomb, I am dead to everything. And then I hear a voice, come out, Lazarus. And there I am, surrounded by darkness, swathed in bandages, my hands and feet tied in cord, and I struggle to stand and walk out of the tomb. What is our equivalent to this tomb here and now? After a week of our shelter-in-place order, some may think that their very home is equivalent to this tomb. We are just waiting to be called out to live our lives again. Imagining ourselves in the place of a gospel character can bring us fresh insights. Putting ourselves in Lazarus's place can show up imperfections in our lifestyle and make us long for a new spiritual freedom. 
the story features here in Lent to help us live life to the full. A close encounter with death can shock us into appreciating life. A loss or bereavement can show us what makes life worth living. Perhaps even the oppressive nearness of COVID-19 has made us reassess our priorities and renew our trust in divine providence. Jesus was a close friend to the two sisters and their brother. Whenever he passed by on his way to Jerusalem, they always made him welcome in their home in Bethany. One day the sisters notified him, our brother Lazarus, your friend is sick, but he delayed before setting out to visit them. When he finally arrived, Lazarus was already dead. When the younger sister Mary saw Jesus, she cried out in grief. When Jesus saw her terrible sorrow, he himself cried out in pain at the loss, and he was deeply moved and broke down in tears so that the people remarked, see how much he loved him. He did not just cry out for the death of a close friend, he shared in the anguish of everyone in the face of death. Human beings have an insatiable will to live. Like the two sisters of Lazarus, we also wonder, why do we have to die? Why isn't life happier, longer, more secure, more fulfilled? We too, like people in the time of Christ, Feel in our hearts that burning question that is hardest to answer. What's going to happen to us when we die? What can we do in the face of death? Most of the time, we ought to just forget the question and get on with living. But when the end finally comes, do we want to face it stoically in silence? Concerning our final destiny, neither science nor philosophy are of much help. I like the view of one writer who said, Concerning death, reason tells me that it is final. But then, I guess that my reason is limited. We Christians don't literally know any more about the afterlife than anyone else. Like all others, we are humbled by the inevitability of death. But we trust in the goodness of God, demonstrated in the life and words of Jesus. He is the Lord whom we love and whom we trust with our very lives. He once explained his life's work in these words. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Like Martha, we respond with simple faith to our Lord Jesus who says, I am the resurrection and the life. The Swiss theologian Hans Kung memorably said that for him, dying meant resting in the mystery of God's mercy. But until we can rest in his mercy, we are called to live our lives to the full, 
trusting in the goodness of God.